The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hello, Chadville. It's 2.05 on this Christmas Eve day. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. I'll be here right through to 6 o'clock tonight. We have a number of different folks we're going to talk with. We're going to talk with the Melissa brothers. We're going to talk with Dr. Gans Ferentz. We'll also talk a little turkey with the ladies from the Butterball Hotline. I have to tell you, last week it was uh, me giving away my favorite things, and today it's uh, talking to some of my favorite Favorite humans on the planet. You can get a hold of me anytime at 780-496-0063. Uh, we start this afternoon with one of my all-time favorite people around. Uh, he is the voice of your Edmonton Oilers. Jack Michaels joins me. Welcome, my friend. Well, when you break bread at Japanese Village, it sets you off for a relationship that's long-lasting, correct? Do you remember that? Absolutely, 100%. That that was during the strike, wasn't it? It was was the lockout, so it would have been fall of 2012, I believe. It was the first time we really kind of sat down and chatted more than just, hey. Well, and it was, I think it was you had to find something to do. (laughs) Yeah, that was the whole premise. The Oilers were doing that kind of thing. Hey, during the lockout, we got to keep Jack busy and here are some of the silly tasks he does. Time flies, Yeah, no kidding. Jeez, I didn't even, until you brought that up, I didn't realize it had been seven years ago. It felt more like three or four. I think your hair was a slightly different shade of cranberry, (laughs) but it definitely had some sort of red in it. It was been You've been pretty, like, red-ish, or at least along that shade since I've known you. Jackie, here's what happened. When I left television, (laughs) I said, okay, you know what, I'm going to go, you know, redder and... uh, and redder because you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it on television as much because you know the lights just make it glow even more. You look like a stop sign. You look Are like you a red light. Color like originally <gasps> or not as black? No, I was more of a deep brown with okay. kind of auburn in it when I was growing up. Okay, but gotcha. here's a little secret between the two of us. Yes, I'm pretty much pure white anymore. Seriously? Yeah, I started going gray when I was twelve. Are you kidding me? Is that a hereditary, it's a hereditary thing? My brother is the same way. My is brother's pure right? white. He's younger than I am. So yeah. So now here's here's the conundrum. Um, if for for me to get rid of this now, yeah. Um, either I have to uh, let it grow out and have really really awful hair for probably a very long time, or shave it all off. That's interesting. So See, think about that. You're the second prominent person in media that mm. I know that has the premature. Mm. Uh, a colleague of ours, okay. Bob Stoffer, <laughs> deals with Frank Saravalli out mm. of Philadelphia. You might have mm-hmm. seen him on national television. Yep. That guy is only 29, yeah. and he's completely yeah. silver, and he's been like that since early 20s. So yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. See, I would not have guessed that. I would have thought you'd been one who tried blonde and no. then went to this no. and went to that. No. and Because I could definitely see you jet black for sure. I could really? see you jet black. Yeah, 100%. Oh, in fact, just... I'd like to see that at some point in our relationship. I'd like to see you go jet black just to see what it would look okay. like. Because I I could see you. With complete... the fair skin and the blue eyes, you might have. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a uh, a better looking, less trashy Elvirish kind of look. <laughs> like you know Morti- what I mean? Morticia. <laughs> well, no, but remember Elvira in her prime yes, before yes. she got all dolled up. Yeah. She she very attractive mm-hmm. lady and went jet black. Yep. And I uh, I could see you going jet black. I, We'd I, have to sign off with a coat. What would the coach say about jet black? I'm not sure. I am not sure what he would think about that. I know he he's just kind of always known me as a various shade of red. 
All right. Well, All here's right. A, here's a plea for coach. Give it a shot for two weeks. I'd like two to see weeks. it. I'd like to see it. I know it takes probably. I don't know anything about hair dye, so it probably takes a lot longer than that. I'm oversimplifying. I'm, right I'm now. going to. I'll talk to my 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 hairstylist and see what she thinks, and then I'll let her get in touch with you because I think that might be a bit of a yeah. Process. Two weeks might be a little. Two weeks might be a little much. Uh, Merry Christmas, my friend. I know it's I, now. You working I know. on this day reminds me of when I was breaking into the business mm-hmm. and I was uh, far lower on the totem pole than probably you've ever been. <laughs> I was I was in charge of playing Christmas carols on a on carts. They were on yeah. carts. Oh, yeah, at the carts. Time. Uh, you know, a lot of Burl Ives, Holly Jolly, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And then every 15 minutes, I'd break in with sponsor reads. You know, Meisner's Funeral Home would like to thank you for listening to WMGW <laughs> all year. And, you know, I'd do that for like two minutes. And then that was that. So that was yeah. like, that was like big for me. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm on the air for, you know, two minutes reading some random. Where was yeah. this? This was in uh, Meadville, Pennsylvania. In Meadville, Pennsylvania. Northwest PA. Somewhere between Erie and Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, which is to say, nowhere, nowhere. at all. <laughs> but you were making, that's where you started to make that name for yourself. $4.25 wow. an hour, darling. What year was that? <laughs> what year was that? That was 1996, 95. Jack, we're around the same age. Actually, yes. I think I'm yeah. a little older than you. Yeah, well, but close enough, yes. Okay, because I'm like 40. You look like 10 years younger than me. <laughs> You've aged a lot better than I have, which I, which has really been the only cause for tension in our relationship. <laughs> oh, I'm, a, I'm somewhat bitter. You probably don't even know this, but yes, I'm a little bitter that we're about the same age, yet you carry it much better and than I do. And didn't you just have a birthday? I did no. What are you talking when about? When is it? Isn't your birthday in December? No, my birthday is in January. So you got oh, a full month. Oh, it's coming month. up then. You got a full okay. Month. Yeah. I thought we were close because I just I just had mine like a week ago. Yes. Uh, on the seventeenth. So I thought we were on the same thing. Yeah. So, okay. I'm a month later. All right. I'm All an right. Aquarius. I'm a Sagittarius. Yeah, I don't know anything about the astrological science. If you looked up Sagittarius, you'd go, yeah, okay, that makes sense. There's a show, Aquarius, that Mm -hmm. I've been told is good. It's one of those Netflix deals. Do you get into those? No. I don't either. And the only time whenever I hear Aquarius, I just simply think of that song. The Age of Aquarius. Oh, right. That's a 60s tune? Yeah. Yeah. The Age of Aquarius. Yes, yes. That's right? uh, in the same kind of uh, time frame as Incense and Peppermints by so. Strawberry yes. Alarm yeah. Clock. I think somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. In any event. Flashback. That also shows you that actually was a music bed that we used on the morning talk show that I did when I was working two out of every three major holidays. Yeah. And at that time, just to show you how old I am now, how young I was then, the one I always wanted off was New Year's Eve. Of course. New Year's Day. New Year's Day, excuse me. Yes. Because then New Year's Eve, I could go out yes. and crushed <laughs> and not have to work. Whereas Christmas and Thanksgiving... And I always, I was lucky enough, and and this sounds unlucky, but for me it was lucky. I I always wanted that 6 a.m. to noon mm-hmm. thing because no one's really mm-hmm. going, you know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really miss anything. I was figuring, all right, well, and double, and that was double time. So oh, I was yeah. making eight fifty an hour, big bucks, big bucks. Mm. Big bucks. Yeah. But isn't that the truth though? Like when you first start, when you first start in your career, and I first started mine in in Thunder Bay, Ontario, and I can remember having to work uh, Christmas uh, Christmas the whole time and New Year. And it sucked. And I can remember having to be away for Christmas that very first time and how hard that was. And it's and it's tricky because Christmas is a big deal in my family. It's we we've managed to 
my parents are divorced. Right. And, um, you know, in the years after the divorce, it was awkward as it usually is. But my parents managed to eventually make it really great. So on and Christmas Eve, natural, yeah. and on Christmas Eve, we'd all be together. So now it's my stepmom, my, my, uh, my, my dad, my stepdad, my mom, we're all together. Like we've all gotten past the crap and said, okay, you know what? But we're, we're family. We're a different kind of family, but this one works for us. And it set you up for today. And it did. Today. Like, exactly. You've got a blended situation going on absolutely, right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it's um, Christmas Eve has always been the, the, the biggie for me. So, so working tonight is actually pretty tough because Christmas Eve out of the whole Christmas holidays, Christmas Eve is the time that I want to be at home. Like right now, Jim's at home cooking. <laughs> I'm having a happy hour tonight. <laughs> Honestly, here's here's the interesting thing, and and this is this is left over for me being okay. American because for me it was always Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. That was our big holiday. I still to this day will argue that Americans do it better mm. because we've got the Thursday, and then most people take half Absolutely. a Wednesday at least. And and usually Wednesday. I mean, it's it's started to become basically a Tuesday afternoon <laughs> through Sunday holiday. Whereas Canadians yeah. do the Thanksgiving. I think it's officially Monday, Monday right? Yeah. And then you got to work Tuesday. Yeah. That to me is just brutal. Like if I'm reshaping the Canadian calendar, the first thing I do is move Thanksgiving to that that Thursday. You know, in the yep. October, whatever it would be, yep. October 6th, yep. or, you know, it would fall, whatever. And then, I, you know, I'd go the four-day weekend. I'd also, for the benefit of the kids, I'd start getting rid of some of these three- and four-day weekends mm. that pile up, get you out of school first week of June so you have a three-month summer. Yeah, that'd be like, nice. Like, it is a killer mm. for me to watch Canadian kids trudge into school in the third week of June when it's plus 20 out and they've had to, you know, go through mm -hmm. a brutal winter. Like, it, it bothers me. How old are your kids now? They're now 15 and 13. So how's, what's Christmas oh, like around it. your place? Well, Christmas is, Christmas is, you know, Christmas is big. Yeah. But, but what I've, what I've found is, I mean, the kids like it, they, you know, they're still getting up earlier than we'd like. So they're still, <laughs> they're on the tail end of it though. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, that's the one sad thing is, believe it or not, I think I will miss getting woken up at 6.30 in the morning at, at some point. Mm -hmm. I, I'm They're starting to sleep in later yeah, and yeah. later already. But the, the thing is, what I found in town, and this is in contrary to your experience, and this is the leftover American part, is we decided a few years ago, you know what? A, a lot of people have nothing to do Christmas Eve afternoon. Now, yes, they sometimes get together as a family. We thought, you know what? We're, we're bad friends. What we, what I found out is adults, you become bad friends mm -hmm. because you're wrapped up in your own self. Mm -hmm. Just think of how thoughtless I am in our relationship. <laughs> I'm always forgetting stuff. You're always having to keep me on track. I'm I'm a bad friend. So what we do is we do a Christmas Eve happy hour from nice. three to six. Yep. You come in, have a drink, leave when you want, you know, whatever. And it has surged to between 75 and 80 people last huh. year. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then, of course, people gather post six. But a lot of times you've got the Christmas Eve afternoon off. Now, granted, as you say, you know, cooking, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people are doing nothing. Absolutely. They're just waiting to go yeah, somewhere, uh -huh. waiting to go to church, waiting, to, whatever. <laughs> and so we filled in that gap. And then we, we this is completely self-serving because, of course, then we feel better about ourselves. Oh, we did have you over <laughs> for Christmas Eve. Now, granted, nice I for, see uh, yeah, exactly. I haven't <laughs> talked to you for nine months, but at least I invited you over for Christmas Eve. So this is a way for me to overcome being a bad friend.
All right, Jack Michaels joining me in studio this afternoon as we reflect back on the past year and some holiday traditions. My mom always made sure we went to church on Christmas Eve. Jack, what about you? Yeah, see, church for me, man, my mom was Irish Catholic, yep. but church for me was decided, and again, this goes right back to being an American, Sundays, yeah. she'd look at my dad for support, no support, yep. we'd be watching football triple header, and she just gave up. And then she started sleeping in and not going. And See, here's another There's another connection between the two of us. My mom's Irish Catholic as well. Oh, all right. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you flirty. said college. Was that for my benefit? or No, I went to college. Okay, but you Canadians usually say university. No, well, I went to, there's college or university. I okay. went to a college. All right. I went to right. college. Fair yeah, enough. I went to a okay. broadcasting school and it was a college, not a university. I couldn't get into a university. Well, see, here's the thing. In <laughs> America, it's all college, mm-hmm. even though uh, most of them are actually universities. Yeah, yeah. For example, you go to Ohio State University mm-hmm. or the Ohio State mm-hmm. University, but everyone says, where'd you go to college? Mm-hmm. But college is kind of a general term, almost like, uh, could you Xerox something for me? You know, kind of that deal. What is it like for you? I mean, you have this, this small window, I mean, because... Because you've just been going like, uh, you know, you've been busier than a fart in a mid over the past <laughs> number of months, right? It's just nonstop. And sure. you've been trying to, you know, trying to get a hold of you or trying to, you know, plan phone conversations with you can be a little tricky, right? It's right. like you, when Jack Michaels calls, you answer the phone because you're not sure what it's going to happen It wouldn't again. be tricky if I had a better memory or, again, was a better person. <laughs> no, no, it's not true. It's not true whatsoever. <laughs> but you, you have this little tiny window of time off. Yes. I mean, you know, for the past couple of months, it's been going nonstop. You have, what, five days, four days here, if that's Three. Three. We, we, Three. Uh, yeah, so we just played Vancouver. Yeah. And then the 27th. Now, we'll have a little cush after the 27th. Yeah. We don't play the 31st. So really, okay. we do have, you're right, we yeah. have one game in seven days, which yeah. in the middle of the hockey season is pretty remarkable. Yeah. But we also get the all-star break yeah. in a bye week. And, and that's yeah. nice. So I was, just, yeah. I was curious to know how that is just to juggle. I'm guessing your family's just kind of gotten used to it. Well, I mean, there's a huge trade-off, and I think it's a pretty rewarding trade-off in light of the fact that, again, I've got kids and they're out in school. And and so in the summertime, I'm yeah, with them every day. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly am. I, I can't think, other than the draft and the combine, so a couple mm-hmm, of days mm-hmm. here and there where I've got work stuff, the rest of the time I'm with them. I'm able to go to all the soccer games. Nice. I'm able to go to all the baseball games, even the stupid ball hockey games. Yeah. Made up sport, can't stand it. But especially, again, traipsing indoors on a beautiful day, I hate it. But I'll go, you know, because I'm, I'm the dad. So... There is a, a trade-off, and yeah, I'm busy now, but mm-hmm. no one's shedding a tear for me no, when I guess not, eh? I'm waking up on a June morning walking yeah. the dog, and, and I've got some legitimate time off. And that's that's something I think the Oilers recognize, too. And they, again, they're one of those companies, and I'm sure Chorus the same way. As we get in, you know, it's it's something that wasn't around when Mm-mm. we first started in the Mm-mm. workplace, but that whole work-life balance is definitely a part of working and, for the and I'm, And this might seem like a really stupid question, but when you lived in Alaska, yeah, what was what was Christmas like in Alaska? I mean, it, it was... Is it like anywhere else and just... That, sure. Yeah. I, you know, the only thing is, is sun's not up until 10.30 so. yeah. and it's down by 3.30. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. never really bright yeah. either. It's more of a just a light, but yeah. not super light. Uh, so, I mean, but but the rest of the time, I mean... My experience in Alaska, uh, and again, I was in Anchorage. So you're you're talking about a town of 350,000 yep. people. So you got a lot of good mm-hmm. restaurants. You got a lot of your chains. I mean, it would feel, if you went up there and you went up to Anchorage, it would feel somewhat familiar. Yep. You know, I mean, it would look 
I still wanted to work there. I wanted to. I was. I was it's planning on, on sending resume tapes up yeah. there when I was a kid, like out of college. And I thought this is where I wanted to go because I thought that might be a, a good step into working in the American markets. For sure. You know? I, and it and it absolutely would have been. And the funny thing about living in Edmonton is I get the same kind of feeling you would in Anchorage. And this mm. is what I think really distinguishes Edmonton and Calgary. And I apologize if I brought this up on your show before. I find Edmonton to be a far more appealing city because the people who live in Edmonton are from Edmonton. I have yet to meet someone mm. who was born and raised in the city limits of Calgary. I haven't met <laughs> one person. Not one. I've, I've met people from Cochrane yep, and Airdrie, yep. but I've not met one person who was born and raised yeah. in the city of Calgary. It's a transient city. What I love about Edmonton is it's got that anchorage. And here's what I'm talking about with respect to Edmonton and Alaska and the similarities. You know what? You want to complain about the weather? You want to do this? You want to do that? There's the airport. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. And I love that attitude. I like mm -hmm. that kind of embracing. This is who we are. Yeah. This is where we live. We've chosen to live here. These are our working and living conditions. If you don't like it, there's the door. Have to ask you about this before we run out of time, because um, I, ju I just love uh, riffing with you on anything, but, I mean, you are the voice of the Oilers, <laughs> so I should probably throw one or two in here. Man, it's been fun to watch the team this year. It's just a different feel. Absolutely, and I think it was set from the start. You know, the Oilers brought in Ken Holland. He's got a real, I, I don't know whether you've been able to pick this up on just the scrums you've seen mm -hmm. or whatever. He's got a real engaging personality. He is a warm and friendly individual, and I think that is permanent permeated on down the line throughout the organization. Dave Tippett is obviously a coach that's had success wherever he's been, especially in the first year. Mm -hmm. He's known as a turnaround guy. Did it in Dallas, did it in Phoenix, and now he's doing it in Edmonton. Uh, and he's that rare kind of blend of old school and new school because he still played. Yeah. And he yeah. can relate to the players, and he played up and down the lineup so he can relate to pretty much everyone on the team. Uh, so I think the addition of those two at the very top have created and of course, you know what? Winning cures all. Yeah. So what comes before? I'm just telling you that before the Oilers got off to that 7-1 start, there was a different vibe. Nice. And, yeah. and I think it starts with Ken Holland. Well, think about it. I mean, and, and I keep forgetting that this is the end of a decade. I mean, we're yeah. we're down to the the final days exactly. of this decade. And there's been there's been basic there's been one, one winning run. season. Right. One winning but, one winning season. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been tough. I mean, and I mean, the rest of them are all yeah. losing years. So that's why this year feels so good is, is the, let's face it, the fans have been waiting for so long and, and they haven't really been that close. And that's why, uh, you know, you get a start like this. I think it just means everything to the city. We all remember the spring of 2017. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. The city legitimately felt happier. Mm -hmm. There's a different vibe mm -hmm. when the hockey team is winning. And whether you agree with that or not in this sports obsessed cu culture in which we live, it's, I think it's an undeniable fact. And I, yes, I come from a biased viewpoint because that's my business, but I'm telling you, I feel it. When the team is winning, there's a different vibe. Jackie, the, the past uh, 10 years for you, take a look back at that. Oh, geez. I mean, yeah. It's had, it's, that's it's right. Been it's been, a been while, 10 years. Yeah. It's been 10 years for me. You're right. I, it is, it's something I could not have possibly fathomed. I, again, I apologize if I've told this story on your show before, but I mean, I remember trying to talk my parents into staying up for the double header 
when ESPN would have the doubleheader in the playoffs, the first game was inevitably some sort of Penguins Flyers, and then they'd go out west where Edmonton was either playing Calgary, Winnipeg, or Vancouver. And I remember like just seeing that iced over Northlands mm-hmm, Coliseum because mm-hmm. it was still April and it was still mm-hmm. usually winter. And I remember thinking like, where is this place? I mean, it might as well have been Venus for all I knew. I mean, and again, part of it is that a little bit of that Toronto bias where anything west of Cleveland might as well be on another planet. And and that's what I remember thinking is, and I got into the Oilers because they beat the Flyers and the Bruins, who I hated as a Penguins fan. So, and I remember watching those games and just imagining like what on earth, you know, how do people live there? Like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. what's going on? That must be a completely different existence. And now I live here. And now I live, and, here. And now I live here for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? That's all my kids know. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't have fathomed that. And that's mm-hmm. what's so neat about, I think, life in general, mm-hmm. is it takes turns that you cannot possibly envision. I'm telling you, there's there's no even when I moved out to Colorado, I I thought I thought moving out of Colorado was west at the time. <laughs> it's 13 hours from Los Angeles. It's not west. It's not even close. But that's how like sheltered I was, and I didn't even know it. Who ever thought you'd be spending that much time with Bob Stoffer? Well, that's kidding. <laughs> that's uh, that is you know what we all have our we all have our foibles. You know what. Bob and I uh, genuinely have enjoyed this year together. Yeah, awesome. And I think the thing with Bob, and I know it comes across on his show, is at the core, he's a fan. Yeah. And that's why people relate to him. Yeah. And and whenever he's being crazy, I always remember, <laughs> you know what? This guy is just the biggest fan in the world. So So roll with it. Uh, 2020, what's in store for 2020 for you? Well, I mean, hopefully working into May and dare I say even Mm -hmm. early June. Mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully you and I are doing some sort of special leading into amazing conference final. I don't know. Like that would be, uh, you know, first and foremost, what's on my mind for 2020 for work. Yeah. For life. I, I don't know. It's been so interesting over Moving the last forward. decade. Your question kind of threw me. Sorry, I'm completely <laughs> scattered now. Because you're right. Ten years in yeah. Edmonton, who would have thought it? Yeah. But uh, you know what? I, I just hope uh, the year finishes as well as it started in my work environment because I think we'll all kind of enjoy it. You know what? I'm going to make the initial pitch right now. What's that? we got to get Jay Lynn down there for the Stanley Cup final. He'll, she'll do her show remote right there. there. You go. Put it in the budget right now, Done. Chorus Entertainment. <laughs> Put it in the budget. She's going. Jack Michaels, your voice of the Edmonton Oilers, joining us uh, this afternoon. Now, you have to run. You have people waiting for you to pour drinks at home for you right now. Yeah, and this is, again, where I get to make up for all my misdeeds <laughs> the last 11 months and 30 days. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being a friend, and thank you for always uh, being available for this show. I truly appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Cheers.